0: Merry Christmas. I'm Pastor Matt, as uh, Pastor Jason's introduced me. And uh, it is our uh, privilege from Calvary to be down in Celebrations Neck of the Woods this year. And uh, on the south side, it feels like we maybe crossed over some sort of railroad tracks or something. I don't know. (laughs) But we uh, love being down here with you guys and celebrating Uh, this such a wonderful season to celebrate together, the birth of the king's son. And uh, thank you for reading that story. Beautiful story. For those of you who don't know me, I come from a very large family. Uh, I've got nine siblings of my own, many of them who are even here today. Uh, But while growing up, as you might imagine, this made for some awfully large piles of gifts under our Christmas tree. When everyone in the family is buying a gift for everyone else in the family, well, it quite accumulates quite a lot. There's a lot of gifts. We definitely had some gift-opening sessions that lasted hours long late into the night. But those were nothing compared to when we went to my grandparents' home for Christmas once in a while. See, my grandma and grandpa had eleven kids of their own, including my mother and so you should have you can 't even imagine the piles of loot that were under their tree. Uh, for me, I mean you put yourself in my shoes there have been about ten aunts or uncles, and then double or triple that amount of cousins if everyone got together at once and so it was just a multiplication effect we Forget about having presents under a tree. We probably could have made a tree out of the presents. But uh, now some of you may be able to relate to something like that. Maybe you come from a large family, and you can imagine this. Many of you might have no idea what kind of a thrill it is to dig through a pile of gifts like that, and then to finally find one with your name on it, all right? It is so, it's hard to describe how exciting it is to, be, to look at on a gift tag after gift tag after gift tag after gift tag, and then to finally see to Matthew from grandma or whoever it may have been from, to know that whatever secret was in this package was meant for you. It's a special feeling. It's exciting. Really, it was exhilarating as a kid tonight many of you probably most of you have gifts waiting for you at home maybe under a tree maybe open tonight maybe tomorrow morning and I know that some of them have your name on them so are you excited I know all the kids here are like, let's hurry this along. Come on, move along. We got to get home. That's the only thing on their minds right now. But that's okay. I, I, won't, I promise I won't take up too much longer of your time tonight. But uh, before you hurry off, before you go and open the gifts for meant for you, I want to tell you about another gift, a gift that is also meant for you. It's got your name for it, name on it. But it's not waiting for you under a tree. It's not in Santa's sleigh or some other secret location. It actually can be found in a barn, in a feeding trough for animals. See, it's not under a tree, it's actually in a manger that was made from a tree. And a lot of you know what I'm talking about when I hint at this, but maybe some of you don't. In case you don't, I want to draw your attention tonight to an ancient prophecy that was written nearly 3,000 years ago, about 700 years before the first Christmas ever. In the Bible, it's in Isaiah chapter 9. And it seems like if you watch TV shows or movies these days, ancient prophecies seem to be all the rage, right? They're, They're mysterious and exciting. And well, did you know that not all prophecies are fictional? There's real life prophecies, true prophecies. And try this one on for size. In Isaiah, it says, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is one of actually multiple true prophecies that predicted the future birth of a child, of a baby, but not just any baby. A baby that this prophecy says would be called Mighty God and Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. In other words, this baby would be the greatest baby in history by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, when was the last time you heard of parents who just gave birth to a, a little baby and they looked at them and decided, we're going to call you God? <laughs> I'm, Seriously, when was the last time you heard that? And not because they were crazy, but because the baby was actually God. It's unheard of. But did you notice the very first words of this prophecy? It said that the baby would be born to us. For to us, a child is born to us. His son is given or unto us is born. This is language like new parents use when they send out a birth announcement. It's a boy or it's a girl. Come on, celebrate with us. A child has been born to us. But who was the baby that Isaiah prophesied born to? Who was the us? Well, Isaiah was speaking to the nation of Israel, whom he was ministering to at the time, and so the baby was to be born to that nation. But notice that Isaiah says this all in present tense, for to us is born. Now, this promise wouldn't actually come true in Isaiah's day. This promise came true centuries later in a little town called Bethlehem. In the Bible it tells us this story in a book called Luke. And I'd like to read you this story as well tonight, and you know it probably all very well. But no matter how familiar it is to you, I'd like you to listen to it carefully and listen to it, think about it, ponder it afresh, as if you're hearing it for the first time. It says this. And while Mary and Joseph were there in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to give birth. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus. Jesus the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now, as we listen to that story, having just heard the prophecy that Isaiah talked about hundreds of years before, did you notice any familiar language in this passage? Particularly in the angel's words. It said this, the angel's talking to the shepherd. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Unto you. So, who are these words addressed to? They're shepherds, right? There's a random group of shepherds hundreds of years after the prophecy had been made. And we think, but wait, wait. How can this be that a group of random Israelites and a group of random shepherds could be addressed in the same gift? that God was sending to earth. How is this, what does that even mean? How could this be? How could this baby, this gift be for both groups? And the answer is because the gift wasn't just for them. For either of the groups. It was for much more than that. The gift was really for everyone here. The angels words again said for unto you was born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be assigned you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And the, the verse was right before that. He had said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people. Everyone. So this baby would be born for everyone. So we might wonder, well, what does that even mean? Well, why does everyone need a baby? to be born? Why, why would a baby need to be born for everyone? Hold on to that thought. Do You remember a couple of years ago, the news story of a little town, a remote town in Alaska, which had been taken for a hoax that they were going to get a Taco Bell built in their town? And someone had played this cruel trick on them. They didn't have many restaurants, so they tricked them. They were getting a Taco Bell. And then when they found out, they were devastated. Well, Taco Bell got wind of this. And so what they actually did, they actually flew in 10,000 tacos into this little town. And for one day, they proclaimed free tacos for everyone. Come get them. No strings attached. Free tacos for everyone. Pretty cool promotion, if you ask me. Good PR move, too. They got notoriety across the country, and from all accounts, everyone enjoyed their free tacos. But did you, you know that on Christmas, we've got an infinitely better offer than free tacos? Everyone in the world has been offered this gift, and it's free Grace for everyone. Free love from God for everyone. Free peace for everyone. Free new life for everyone. Free forgiveness for everyone. Free mercy for everyone. Free hope for everyone. And these things are the reasons. That everyone actually needed a baby you see we've all done things that have grieved god's heart and broken his law we're all guilty in god's eyes destined for punishment if you just watch the news this is why so much of our world has in just had so is so torn up these days So much grief and sorrow in our world. We, as the human race, we people, we need forgiveness. We need mercy. We need hope. We need grace. We need so much that only God can give us. And we deserve nothing from Him. He didn't need to give us anything. And yet, He loved us beyond comprehension. He loved us enough to become one of us. He loved us enough to give us himself as a baby, as Jesus. And that baby would give us everything that we needed from God in living for us, dying for us, rising again to glory. More than anything, we need God himself. So he gave us himself. Jesus is the gift of Christmas. It's, and it's a gift that's meant for everyone. Now this means, this means that the gift of Christmas is meant for me. Means the gift of Christmas is meant for you. Christmas happened in the first place for you because God loved you. Okay, so I want you to take the words you've heard from the Bible and personalize them today, okay? For unto blank, and insert your name there. Okay, for unto you is born this day a Savior. For unto Matt, for unto Jason, for unto Michael, for unto Amy, for unto Ella, for unto Samantha, for unto Tom. Anyone here, put your name there, for unto, and think of it. Are you getting excited yet? If you're not, I think we need to check our hearts. If that doesn't excite you, have we grown numb to the gift of God? Do we realize the gravity of this gift? Do we realize how incredible this is? That the God of the entire universe, the creator of all there is, stepped down into our muck and filth and became one of us. And why? All because he loved us with an unstoppable, unfathomable love. And because he was giving himself to us, for us, for you. James 1.17 says that every good and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. That means that the father of the stars, the creator of the sun and the moon and the planets, all powerful, almighty, everything, every good gift that we receive on earth is from him. And the gift of Christmas is the most good and most perfect gift there ever has been. It's more meaningful than any gift you've ever received because God himself gave it. It's more impressive than any gift you've received because it was an absolute miracle. It's more important than any gift you've ever received because it really is life and death us and it was far more costly or expensive than any gift you've ever received because it cost Christ his life he suffered and died in order to offer us all the benefits of the gift of salvation are we moved by that are we changed by that Are we thankful? Have you ever opened up this gift before? You know, seen the gift label and taken it in your hands and removed the wrapping? If you haven't, I hope that this Christmas is the time when you do receive this gift. And you do open it up. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you to believe, to receive. And really that's all that is required from us, just to stretch out our hands and to accept the gift. After all, it is a gift. It's not a reward or a paycheck or a Christmas bonus. It's a gift. No matter what else you have planned tonight, I, I encourage you, do not just dismiss this or, or put it off. Your, your family time can wait. Okay, this is the night your life can change for the better. This is the night your life needs to change because of God's gift for you. I hope you can see, I really do hope you can see, with the eyes of faith, your name on that label of the gift. Let me ask, could you use some peace this Christmas? Could you use some joy? Could you use some true godly love? Could you use someone who cares? Can you use some mercy or forgiveness for the things that you feel guilty about? Could you use some truth in a world full of lies? Could you use some hope? I don't know about you, but... I feel I need all of the above. And if you feel like I do, then I'd invite you to come and receive the gift of God himself tonight. Louis Giglio has said this, says, "Do you have a little voice telling you that God doesn't care about you? A little baby's cry is telling you that he does. A little baby's cry is telling you that he cares. If you've already received this gift, then I invite you to marvel at it once again. Let yourself be swept away in amazement at the generosity and the mercy of our God. May we rejoice. May we celebrate. May we thank God. May we worship him tonight for what he did for us. Now, just because... Christmas is for us doesn't mean it's about us. The gift of Christmas is labeled and intended for us, but Christmas is not about the gift's recipients. Christmas is about the gift. Christmas is all about Jesus. And you're not the only one with your name on the label either. (laughs) Remember, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all people. Christmas is for us and for us to share with others. So I encourage you to also look outside yourself this Christmas. Consider those who don't have as much as you. Consider those who are cold or hungry, or destitute, or enslaved, even around the world. Consider those who could use love or grace from you this Christmas. If you've already received the gift of Christmas, consider those who haven't yet, who still need Jesus. As Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. It's like we're the lightlings that have seen the light in the manger and we walk away and we're supposed to shine that light now to share it with others. So let's imitate Christ as we go from here. It's an old, old hymn. That is still sung in many churches today. A hymn of thanksgiving. It's not often sung at Christmas time. But it's called for the beauty of the earth. And after listing all kinds of things that we should be thankful for. One after the other. The beauties of creation. Even the beauties of snow. It talks about. The passing of time, the the joys of human love, of of family and friends, for the church, our our spiritual families. So many things that are very much prominent in our minds this season, aren't they? And the song concludes by giving thanks for this, very appropriately. It says, for thyself, for yourself, best gift divine to our race so freely given. For that great, great love of thine, peace on earth and joy in heaven. Lord of all, to thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. Tonight let's raise our hymns and our carols of praise to the Lord Jesus Christ because he gave us the gift of Christmas the gift of himself to us for us for you for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son and whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do, we want to lift up your name tonight. We want to praise you.